What is up guys? Welcome back to Wrestling Crossroads. It's always I am one happy dynamic duo twisted alongside Brother Pyro. What's up guys? And we are recapping AEW World and and we are so sorry that we got this out a little late. Also happy New Year, y'all. I was getting there, I was getting there. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say scheduling conflicts per usual, uh, especially with the new year, us ringing it in, um, unexpected work issues, so there is that. We're gonna jump right in. Mind if I start? Please. <laughs> Eight man all star tag team match Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson, Mark Briscoe, and Daniel Garcia take on Brody King, Roosh, Jay White, and Jay Lethal. Can't say much about this match, unfortunately, because if you did watch on um, Bleacher, Report. Bleacher Report, it a big portion of the match did get cut out. For whatever reason, there was a technical difficulty on Bleacher Report's end where it completely cut out a big majority of the match. So there's not much to say about this, personally. Anything you have to say, Pyro, about this match? I mean, it started off real hot, real good. Mm-hmm. Again. Losing that chunk of the match kind of killed all momentum in watching it, though. So, Pyro, unfortunately, has no grade for this one. There is, you know, there's no reason to grade it. There is nothing. Can't grade something I didn't get to enjoy all the way through. True. Winners of that match is Claudio, Brian, Mark, and Daniel, which, at the very end, we finally got to see the Daniel Garcia dance, which we were waiting and all match for. It. And he did it with Mark Briscoe. Which makes it so much better. It was so much fun. Take us into our next one. All right. Andrade and Miro one-on-one in a match that wasn't needed. Yeah. <laughs> in a match that wasn't needed. Um, they, they really didn't do much. No. There wasn't a lot to really... There wasn't a lot of memorable moments to me for this match. Uh, the most memorable moment would, honestly, in my eyes, didn't even come in the match. It came on the outside when C.J. Perry, which is Miro's real-life wife, blew Miro a kiss and then flipped him off with her uh, finger wrapped up and bandaged. So, that was about it. That's the only memorable part I can take away from this match. I'm going to forewarn you guys, this one's going to be a little short, because there was a lot of that in this entire card. This was very bleh and mediocre. This show I would have been okay with never having existed. Give us our winner. Uh, Miro, with the help of his wife... Who has now betrayed Andrade. That's okay, because as confirmed on the media scrum, Andrade's contract has expired, he hasn't resigned, and he is officially out of the company. Okay, and your grade? C-. minus. Doesn't surprise me. Next match we have up is the AEW Women's Championship. Tony Storm takes on Riho. In, again, another match that there's nothing memorable about. Unfortunately, and that's sad to say it about the women's division. It was a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire? That's this whole show. That, that, that's how I feel about the whole show. So again, there's there's not honestly going to be much input from us. Um, there wasn't... It was more one-sided towards Tony Storm. Obviously, she's kind of the favored for having uh, the bigger build uh, body structure-wise. As Rio is really, really small. Your winner and ultimately retaining her championship, Tony Storm, and your grade for this one. We're going to repeat my grade from the last match. So C minus? Yes, ma'am. All right, next one. Swerve Strickland versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Dustin filling in for an injured Keith Lee. 
most of the action happened prior to the match. Lee, while Dustin was making his entrance, attacks him. Prince, Princess Ndugu yes. is helping with aid with the attack. There was the cinder block to the knee. Ankle. Ankle. Thank you. But again, a lot of it just coming from prior to the match starting. You get the ref asking Dustin if he's sure he can continue. You know, he's getting evaluated by medical staff. They're trying to walk him out, and Dustin's like, nah, I ain't no punk. Gets back in the ring. Match starts. Swerve dominates pretty much the entire match because... It wasn't one of those where, you know, you get back in the ring, the, the bell rings, and then... Dustin tried to put up a fight. Instantly, it's the fight is done. But yeah, he did put up a pretty good fight. He tried to put up a fight, but... It was pretty one-sided due to the... Injury due to the, to the ankle. Yeah. Yep. Um, picking up the win. Swerve Strickland. And your grade? What did I grade this? Because I don't... C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Alright, so I got a little bit higher than the ones beforehand. Not much, but a little bit. Oh yeah, wipe the windows. Wipe the windows. Yeah. We make fun of Princess Ndugu anytime he comes out with that. It was funny because I was dance. listening to my music earlier and I forgot I have Swerve's theme song. So you were doing so the dance. So it started playing, and while I was in my Uber. You started doing the dance. I'm sorry, I'm sitting there in the back seat doing the dance. Of course you were. My Uber driver was just looking at me like I have five heads. It was kind of funny. Alright, next match up, and yet again I get both the eight man tag matches. <laughs> I swear we didn't plan it that way. No, we didn't even plan it that way on the kickoff. But here we are. All right. Eight-man tag team match. Big Bill, Ricky Starks, Kyle Fletcher, which ended up actually being Takashita. And Powerhouse Hobbs takes on Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Sting. I love that you have this typed out. And Takashita was 100% autocorrected. Mm-hmm. It, I'm just... You know what? Whatever. Takashika? Takashika. Yeah. No, that's just Takashika. It does say it does say Kakashika, but I knew exactly who it was. <laughs> That's the funny part is I remember who it was, even though I was kind of curious to see Kyle Fletcher, you know, in this match. But it confused me and you when he didn't come out. Right, because on the poster it's it's him. It was it was Kyle Fletcher. Yep. Yeah, no. Um, this match a little bit more memorable. You did have Man. you. Barely, but you did have moments. There was one thing that did really stand out to me, and that was when Ricky Starks was in the match. Um, the other side had tagged in Chris Jericho. He flipped him off and was pretty much like, I'm not going to wrestle you, and tagged himself out. There was no clear domination on either side. It was pretty matched equally, and unfortunately, it's sad for you. This is Sting's last match in New York. Why did they do my boy Sting like that? Jericho look winded. Why did Sting, the oldest competitor in this match, might I add, mm-hmm. actually look really good? Like, like he actually looked well, the best outside of, you know... The little wear and tear that he gets from wrestling. I think it was more or less because... Jericho got gassed really quickly. He was also the one that was taking on most of the damage, unfortunately. <sighs> he was. Him and Sammy were taking on most of the damage. Darby was more towards the end, but Darby had just, you know, climbed Mount Everest a while ago. So I'm just glad he survived it. I don't even know if he got to the top. I'm really curious, but none of us know. He survived. The point is, he's still here. Okay. 
Shall I tell them our winners? Yes. Because there ain't much more to talk about with this match. Winners is Jericho, Sammy, Darby, and Sting. I am really curious to see where they go with this Jericho, Sammy storyline because it's always fun to see what these two do. You're great for this match. D. D. Okay. All right. Take us into the next one. TBS Championship. Julia Hart represents House of Black. House of Black in a house rules match where biting is allowed because apparently that's a thing for Abaddon, who her opponent is. Um, I'm going to point out that even in the kickoff show, and anytime I was saying it before when I would call this person abandoned, Pyro never corrected me, and I didn't find out until the match came that her name is Abaddon. I love you. Nope. I love you. No, not when it comes to Abaddon. Uh, clearly you don't, sir. I was hearing you say it the right way. I'm sorry. No, I kept I calling her. her abandon. I miss her. Because I when you read it, it doesn't say Abaddon. It says abandon. I'm sorry. I miss her. Anyways. Tell us about this match. Um, what little bits we can. Both competitors came in. They uh, exchanged a decent back and forth for a little bit. Because no one really ever had the upper hand until towards the end of the match when Sky Blue got involved. She didn't really get involved during the match. She got more involved after the like, match. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, towards the end of the match, she did, uh, if you remember, I believe she knocked Abaddon off the top rope. Mm-hmm. And then hit underneath the ring to which Abaddon pulled her out and was like, look, screw you. And that distraction helped Julia Hart pick up the win and retain her TBS title. With a botched moonsault, might I add. They did point that out. It was a botched moonsault. I also want to point out that um, Sammy Shooting Star Press did not hit any of the midsection. He got all upper thigh. Yeah, you pointed that out as well. All upper thigh. Like, my boy, you didn't even hit where you were supposed to. Alright, next match after the TBS comes the TNT Championship. We have Christian Cage defending his title against Adam Copeland. What was once the best of friends has turned bitter enemies, and I know I forgot your grade. Mm-hmm. I gave that one also a C minus. C minus on that one? Yeah. See, we're just trying to run through and you know. Uh so again, once best friends turned bitter enemies, now that they are both in AEW together, Christian has this vendetta against Adam, saying that once Adam got in the spotlight in WWE, he kind of pushed him to the back. You are the one that has watched all of this. I mean, it's not that he necessarily pushed him to the back, but he definitely wasn't the bigger star. Hence his impact career. So, this match, you know, obviously a no disqualification. There was a lot. There was tables, chairs, ladders, everything that these men favored well in their time in other wrestling promotions together and pretty much a match concept that they brought in. To I this. will say I love the uh, nod to his WrestleMania, to WrestleMania 22 match with Not hardcore only. legend Mick Foley. Not only wearing his gear, gear. from then, Very but also gear. putting a table on fire and then Whoa! only sending the ass end of... Well, who's what's his name? Nick Wayne. Nick Wayne through the table. Only his ass. He went through the table. No, he didn't. He hit the table and slid. And the table flipped over. Nobody went through the table. The table was still very much intact at the end of the spot. 
I wish you would have went through the table. I would have. It would have been great because Mick Foley went through the table. Mm-hmm. Mick Foley crashed through the table and burned, literally. Yeah, well, I would have loved to have seen that with Nick Wayne, but I think because they had just he had just pretty much turned eighteen, they said, "Yeah, we can't do that." Actually, they can. He's eighteen. Eh, whatever. Anywho, um, ending the match and becoming your new TNT champion, Adam Copeland wins off of Christian. However, that match right there, I'm going to give the grade for that one. Yes. C plus. See, but I was just going to ask for it all at the end. No, 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 because I have these two parts se- graded separately. Okay. Because they are technically two separate matches. Okay. So, at the end, we see Killswitch come out, who had won the Battle Royal on the Zero Hour, and that was for a TNT contract anytime, anywhere for a match. He then hands it to Christian after... After Christian demanded it. Yes. You can definitely... You can definitely tell he didn't want to. No, he didn't want to. He wanted the championship and the opportunity for himself. But Christian demanded it. He hands it to Christian. They ring the bell, and one, two, three, Christian regains the championship once again. I am excited to kind of see where they go with this, as I didn't expect. I'm not. I didn't expect you just killed the. You just killed all of Killswitch's momentum. You just completely derailed the purpose of your whole story and the whole purpose of that first match in general. If the plan was for him to leave the Long Island with the title to begin with, should have just let Christian pick up the win in the initial fucking match. So what would you plan F. next for this? Oh. Um, Steel Cage? Like I said on the, on the, on the pre-show, Steel Cage at this point, because that's about all you can do. And your grade was an F. F. F, 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 F. Okay. Mega F, I... Takes into the next match. AEW Continental Classic Final, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, again, pretty good best friends, turned rivals and enemies. This match was probably the best match, best executed match on the main card. Mm-hmm. It's sad to say that your two best matches over the night came on your zero hour. A moment that nobody actually pays attention to. And those matches were? Statlander and Willow. Mm-hmm. Hook and, uh, Yuta. I love the Hook and Yuta match, definitely. By the way, to re- recap those wins real quick, Willow picked up the dub, uh, as she said earlier, that 20-man battle royal kill switch, and Hook retained his FTW titles. Because, duh... But, yeah, the fact that those were your two best matches of the night... Really says something, especially with this... TK, year. lay off the drugs. Especially with this is you're ending the year pay-per-view, and we don't have another okay. one till when? Uh, March. Oh. Thank God. Lord. I would be 100% okay if we can wipe this whole night from the record books of all professional wrestling everywhere. Go get the Men in Black... Uh, memory eraser and just hit the whole world with that. Real quick, just so we can forget that match happened. That night happened. Agreed. Thank you. Continue. Um, really great match. Not a super long match. No. But it definitely gave us what we wanted in two heavy hitters vying for respect and the right to be called the Continental Crown winner. Mm-hmm. Or Continental Crown Champion. champion? Yes. And also Triple Crown 
champion. Mm-hmm. As Eddie Kingston, at the beginning of the tournament, put his New Japan Pro Wrestling Strongweight title and Ring of Honor World title on the line throughout this tournament. Great match, great story, no blood. Shocking. Especially because it's the Moxley match. You breathe on him the wrong way and he's... Yeah, I know. <laughs> Love the match. Uh, I did enjoy the sign of respect post-match. Mm-hmm. Picking up the win, earning the rights to be called Triple Crown winner, Eddie Kingston. And we did find out that we get this match again, or this, not this match, but this tournament again next year. So you were saying, oh, we don't need another title. Either this gets defended more regularly or we get it's defended in this tournament year-round. Yep. I would be okay with that. I would also be okay with... Every six months is what you were saying. Yes. Another concept, because obviously the Continental Mm -hmm. Crown really only makes sense during this round one-year round-robin tournament. Mm -hmm. Eddie Kingston holds on to it. Winner of the overall tournament faces him in the final. Okay. Again, a combination of our of our concepts. Yeah. But again, something that makes it worth watching. Mm-hmm. And we have to point out, this is my streak continuing on calling an Eddie Kingston match. Wrong. Yep, because you called Kingston. Or you called uh, Moxley. I called Moxley to win. This is number two in my streak, and I will get to number three. Hopefully. Now I'm getting to number three. Because if you get a third... If you don't get that third in a row, it restarts. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. But we're at four overall since we've started this podcast. Yeah, sadly, I know. All right. Ending out our show, I need a grade. B. B. All right. Ending out our show, we have the AEW Championship MJF defense against Samoa Joe. Just to start this off, before we even had the bell ring, I loved the sign of respect from the people in New York where they chanted, he's my scumbag, for MJF. All the video package during the entrance of all Long Island locals, because heel or face, that is the only place that MJF will ever be as over as he... That is the his biggest spot. Yes. For being over, is home in Long Island. So the fact that they got a bunch of locals to, like, talk about, hey, he's represents Long Island in the best way possible, Mm -hmm. essentially was great. Absolutely beautiful. Um, We did have Adam Cole at ringside coming down on the crutches. During his entrance, I do want to point out, I love that Taz pointed out, I never thought this many people in New York would actually be be cheering Samoa Joe because he got a really nice pop. He did. Uh, This match started off very heavy hitting on Samoa Joe's part. You could definitely tell that he was here for blood and really made it known. He did really attack all, it, you know, most if not all of MJF's continuing injuries. I know you really loved this match. It was one of your favorites of the night, and it's sad that it literally came to the main event for you to love a match. Um, again, not much more to say about this match. There was a moment where MJF was, you know, the riff got knocked out, so he did a low blow to Samoa Joe and then called for his ring. Yeah. Where Adam Cole kind of fumbled the ball a little bit and forgot where he put the ring. 
ended up handing it to MJF, but it was too late, and Samoa Joe had kind of capitalized by putting him in the coquina clutch. The rear naked choke. Rear naked choke, sorry. I was... I remember that, the, the, the coquina clutch is kind of trademarked by WWE. Oh, okay. So, rear naked choke, um... And ultimately, MJF did pass out. So your winner. I love that. That's how they went about it, though. I I think it was. Uh, I think in the end, I, I agree with you there. But I think that wasn't the time it was supposed Let to. Let me explain. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you you're saying you know. The timing about it. I I one hundred percent think that that's how it was initially supposed to end anyway. And the ref is just, you know, telling the story of, wow, I can't believe that this is how it ended. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the ref is just as much a part of the story as the wrestlers. Um, The fact that he locked it in where his head wasn't straight, it was cocked. Yeah, we pointed that out. You you have pointed that out. Yes. Specifically. Um, I do like that that's how they ended it for this reason. MJF has a case for a rematch. Yes. I didn't tap out, and you didn't pin me. Did you really beat me? All right. Yeah. True. So, your new champion is Samoa Joe. (laughs) Afterwards, um, you know, we get Adam Cole in the ring to pretty much tell um, MJF, hey, look, you fought your hardest. You're still loved by everybody here. I love you. You know, you're still my best friend. And then we see the masked men for the devil come out. MJF stands in front of Adam Cole because that's his best friend and he needs to, you know, kind of be there to save him. They then start to attack him. It goes back and forth between MJF and Adam Cole screaming at the masked men in the middle. Hit me with the chair. No, hit me. As Don't you dare touch chair, him. As the steel chair was introduced, the lights then go out. And the devil is revealed as Adam Cole. Baby. And I called it. You did. I you did. did. Um, they, we got the unveiling of the masked men as well. I'll let you tell them that in a second. You know, let's come back up, and we see Adam Cole well, sitting the on the chair. He has his head down, he pulls his hair back, and puts his head up, and then the masked Give men reveal themselves. Eating right. Well, when the lights came up, they were all revealed. No, they pulled off the masks. Revealing it is all three members of the kingdom, Matt Taven, Roderick Strong... Uh, d- 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 Mike, Bennett. Mike Bennett, thank you. And former lackey to MJF, Wardlow. I think that's going to be interesting, and I'm excited for Dynamite this week. So, ending out the show, MJF is attacked after, you know, he pretty much says, I loved you to Adam Cole. They then leave, he's, and... He's, he's sitting there, if you notice, he was asking why. Yeah. He really was asking Adam why. And I love that he takes the devil mask out of his yeah. out of his coat pocket and throws it at MJF. He dropped it on him once he was done being jumped. But uh, I'm going to point this out that now, as of right now, MJF is officially removed from the roster. I know you were saying it's a work. We're going to see where it goes. Because, you know, the whole bidding war of 2024... That whole storyline that he wants, but at the same time, I believe they've already stated a few months back that he's already resigned. So, like, you kind of shot yourself in the foot with a storyline there. Well, I think it's a really good way to just 
keep him away from all things wrestling to continue the storyline. But mm-hmm. also, that man definitely needs some injury recovery. He does. <laughs> but I guess we will honestly have to see where this goes. I know I was looking and found out, yeah, he was removed. We have, you know, Mr. Brody Lee after him, and I believe Miro is right before him. And MJF, usually in the middle there on the internal roster, is now gone. So we will see come March where this all leads to if MJF is back, if MJF ends up magically in another company. We have no clue where this is going. But when do we come back to these lovely people, Pyro? January, the weekend of January 27th, for the official start to the road to WrestleMania, starting in, I want to say they're in Florida. I couldn't tell you right now. I will look right now, because I believe it's in Florida. You believe it's in Florida? I believe it's in Florida. I don't know if it's in Florida. I'm going to look right now. I'm looking right now. I'm looking right now. I'm looking right now. Yes, in Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, the last time they were there was the year of the pandemic. Oh, yippee. The Royal Rumble. 30 men, 30 women competing for the right to main event. The showcase of the immortals. WrestleMania. I am so excited to get this started. Oh, I know you are. And we will be doing something different this year when it comes to uh, the Royal Rumble match. We will explain it come that show, so you'll hear it then. CCC sports fans, you know, hockey season's coming up, football season, basketball, baseball, whatever. And for us, WrestleMania season, baby. It is our Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. So, alright, this has been Wrestling Crossroads. And Love y'all. Have a good night. Happy New Year. And we are out for the first one of 2024.